Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy This happens for a while. Okay. <laughs> something, 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 didn't think about the rest of the words. Hello! Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hang Dan. That's great. <laughs> I want to say Hang Dan Page, but that's fine. Danielle Radford. With me is No Chance in Kelk. Lindsay oh, I Kelk. like it. I mean, it's a terrible man, but thank you. <laughs> and today, y'all, we have... I am so Ooh. fucking excited. And I get excited <laughs> for every guest. I love every guest. Um, but these are new faves of mine. And I'm so fucking happy we could have them on. Uh, it is a full group. They are collectively known as the Nobodies, Brooklyn's least favorite nightlife trio. But they are legit our favorite. So everything is great. They all regularly break down some of the biggest things in wrestling on their YouTube show. We're going to hear a little bit from their WrestleMania review before we introduce them. I do see your point that it was... A stripped-down stage with just the like jumbotron screen, yeah, behind everybody, which I thought looked really cool. It weirdly visually appealing. I kind of wanted it to be tackier, right? Right. It's not a roller coaster, that's for sure. Like if you're gonna trot Lacey Evans in front of something, what which, was she even all, doing there? Yeah, at least put her in front of something. And that stupid. dress was not great. Did not fit her well. CDED did it better. Everything should be tackier. So we're we're bi coastal today, you guys. Um, pan pan coastal. And the booth here with us in LA is DJ Accident Report. Hello. Hey, what up? Hello. Hi. Uh, he had to deal with me having a whole makeup issue. It's fine. I had makeup all over my hands. And on the internet, we have Lady Berica. Hello. And last but certainly not least, Ariel Italic. Hi. I'm so fucking fulfilled right now. <laughs> you, know, my, my, actually, my you look like you're about to ascend <laughs> yeah. into heaven. It's very, very refreshing. My dudes, and I she am, is complete. I have met some of my favorite wrestlers, and I am—I I don't know that I've ever geeked out as hard as I'm geeking out right oh now. My gosh. Um, oh, so to start it. out, <laughs> to start out, I want to hear about how each and every one of you became wrestling fans. Uh, DJ Accident Report, since we have you in the booth. Sure. How did you start your fandom? Um, I am a lifelong watcher. I definitely, like, my family was desperate to have me do things coded as masculine when I was a little queer, strange boy. Um, more interested in ghosts than most other things. And I don't know, I just, like, really liked it always. And I, you know, like, as with most people who are lifelong fans, you, like, get into it in childhood, you drop out, you get back in, you drop back out. So, uh, yeah, that's been it. Like, I, I don't have as much of, like, a historical knowledge as a lot of lifelong fans because, like, you can't, you just, like, lose track of the story. Yeah. Well, and it's also, like, that thing of, like, who won this match at this WrestleMania? Fuck you. I can't that's I have weird. no respect for that. Yeah. I have no, it's like in England where it's like, well, when Chelsea won this match against Manchester United in 1972, I'm like, mm, I'm sure. go get faux fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that uh, you like, know yeah. that. But we I, just I always, like things. It's weird gatekeeping nonsense. Yeah, I have I have a general sense of the narrative of the past 30 years, but general is really the... I mean, it's really, like, belts are cool. Yeah. Let's fight over them belts. It's, <laughs> right. a, it's a battle of accessories. Right. <laughs> That is what yes. this show is about. 
Uh, all right. So next, Lady Berica, and we we know that you guys are uh, you are newer in your your wrestling fandom. So, Lady Berica, how did you become into it? And tell me about how the journey has been in discovering a love of wrestling. I mean, originally, I remember watching back in the 80s with my friends on Saturday nights on the USA Network, but it was mainly a way for me to be able to be like, hey, let's just stay up and watch Ronda Shear up all night after that. <laughs> up all um, night. <laughs> up all night. Love Ronda Shear. Most recently, just w- wanting to hang out with these kids and trying to shut my mouth because I thought they were very serious about their fandom. <laughs> and I was like, I hope I don't make fun of them or make the wrong comment. And then we made a show out of it. So here we are. I think where it really sank in for me is where I realized it was just all like vaudeville slapstick shit. And that really, really like, yes, is where I sunk in. It was like, and also very like Days of Our Lives. Uh, yes. Like some Days of Our Lives, like Vince's Stefano and, you know, <laughs> burying no. people alive. That was definitely like my, the way that I started my fandom was during the Attitude Era, but it was very specifically all of that weird culty stuff with The Undertaker. Yes. And realizing that like, oh, this is like Mortal Kombat meets soap operas. I'm so in. Ariel Italic. So I did not start out watching as a child at all. My first exposure to wrestling was through DJ Accident Report, who would watch season six of Drag Race in my home back when I had cable. And before Drag Race, he would make me turn on Monday Night Raw. And <laughs> what a double header. <laughs> it was a really kind of interesting comparison. Yeah, but I didn't. I d- it took me a while to realize that watching wrestling was a thing. I was doing it entirely because he forced me. And then eventually I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. Oh, he's doing. Like, I sort of picked up on the storylines as just like I got indoctrinated week after week. And yeah, then we made a show about it. And now it is my job to watch this stuff. It's wild. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Like how you get those correlations between like it starts clicking in. Mm-hmm. And before you realize it, you're hooked on this thing. Like most songs on the radio when you don't realize and then all of a sudden, oh, I know all the words to Desposito. Yeah. <laughs> For Ariel, it was CM Punk that really like did it where she was like, this oh. is the one. He's my boyfriend. And I was like, well, yeah. you found a boyfriend. There it is. Oh, your straight edge boyfriend. Yeah, he was a big part of my coming back in too. It was like, Same. oh, Same, actually. I take a break. This. Tell me so about uh, the first thing you thought when you saw Punk. I just thought he was very, very handsome. I wanted him to be my man. <laughs> You know, for a thin-lipped man, he is very attractive. <laughs> he does have thin little lips, but he also has that that, that like uh, Pepsi tattoo. Luckily, Ariel knows how to draw on a bigger lip. <laughs> right, enough, enough lip for the both of it's us. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah, uh, help Daddy Punk, because his lips is real small. <laughs> we know that you all kind of, uh, you were their Pied Piper. Yeah, I DJ blew Exeter it. Report. I ruined all of our lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did. Whoops. So when... Drag Race is only one hour of your week. You've taken like an extra five hours out of these I know, and they're very angry about it all the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now you have to get used to All In in New Japan? I know. Yikes, it's so much. So at what point did you decide we need to take what we're doing on the couch and put it on YouTube? It started because I was like, the WWE Network came out, and I was like, well, this is a good thing to sink my hard-earned dollars into. Like, and that, and at that point, I was not aware of any of the sort of politics. I was like, this is a fun thing that like me and my friends can get fucked up and watch together. <laughs> so I was just inviting people over to my apartment and like watching whatever pay-per-views were on. And our good friend Jordan Olds, also known as Guarsenio Hall from the comedy show Two Minutes to Late Night, which is like a metal theme talk show. 
he was just like, I want to, like, you have a bunch of drag queens in your house commenting on wrestling. This is literally <laughs> the best thing we've ever, I've ever seen. And so uh-huh. he, like, was he like, was right. he was just like, I'm like, I'm going to film you guys talking about this. And so we were like, sure, whatever. And we all meet up at Ariel's house. We imagine Jordan was just going to bring like a phone and he brought like <laughs> three straight punk dudes with a bunch of cameras and sound equipment. And we were like, oh, so he filmed it. They edited it. It got, it went up. And like that day, the first episode got like 30,000 views. And we were like, oh, fuck, this is we've now ruined our lives. This is <laughs> I, was ad- I was addicted to watching the count go up. So. Yeah, no one's ever liked anything that I've done yeah. in drag. This is the only time I've ever been popular. <laughs> I mean, wow. the, like, people don't Why is understand. everyone so blind, um, first of all? People really don't, like, get that part of it was that the three of us had been doing shows in New York together for three, two years, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. And we were performing for audiences of four of our friends. Our friends. So, like, suddenly 30,000 people, like, looking at anything we did. It was nuts. Yeah, no, because I remember the first, and I was definitely uh, sending that to everyone I've uh, ever met. <laughs> because Thank it was you. something that was, well, like, I, I'm sorry, I have to stop. I'm Guys, I'm so good at interviews. <laughs> Podcast audience, you have seen me interview John Cena and be fine. I've seen that. Uh, with my eyes on with the your eyes, but yeah. I'm uh... you're excitable. Well, it makes sense because it's like, how often do we really, really ever get to talk to people? We're all wrestling fans, right? Like, sure, that's our thing. Yeah. And how often mm-hmm. do we actually find places where we find our own people who don't just look like a different kind of person? Right. You know, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. the appeal. You guys are offering something so different to people who love it but can't find themselves. And you've shown them the, themselves, and that's so important. And also, it's really, really, really funny. It's really so, funny, and it's it, thank like, you. as just like, you know, little pansexual baby over here, like it's so, it, I don't know, it was just so exciting to watch um, something that is so blatantly fucking queer get into the wrestling zeitgeist. <laughs> it's fine, I cried. It's fine. We're all going to get through this together, you guys. We're all going to get through this together. She's crying now. She's I'm crying. Pro- not You're going to make me cry. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Berica is our resident crier. She'll oh, she be crying. crying. Man, not yet. No, but she, I, I mean, it was raining here, so you can't really tell. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody sees tears in the pouring rain. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. I cry at everything, so get ready, because I might too. Oh, my God, I knew um, so we were y'all one in the same. seem like you're learning a lot as you're bringing on guests, talk about a bunch mm-hmm. of older wrestling matches. You're kind of getting in some of that um, older education, which, again, without knowing all the stats and stuff, because gatekeeping is bullshit, and it's for <laughs> cis white men. What are some? Who are some of your favorite people that you've had on? Colt Cabana. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so hard to pick a favorite. They're all my special babies. <laughs> Sorry, um, we all melted, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was a moment. Yeah. No, he was he was Cole a phenomenon. touch my nipple. Oh yeah. Oh, you're so lucky. So no that's that's why he's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah, well duh. <laughs> if CM Punk touched your nipple, would he not be your favorite? Oh, he's already my favorite. Yeah, so <laughs> I have a feeling favorite. he does not want to do our show. <laughs> oh, probably not. I, I agree with um, you. Nor does he want to touch my nipple. Well, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Colt's I mean, a special little baby. In, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's minxish, so it's hard to say <laughs> who can predict. Who can who predict? Can predict. Having Effion was also like the best. He's he's like become mm. a good friend. It just seemed like it was so logical that we would all get in a room together, and it, it did happen. So. Do you have any idea? I know I look, and I'm going to preface this by saying I'm so spoiled by living in Southern California with so much good wrestling. Do you know how heartbroken I was that I couldn't be there for the Twink Gauntlet? Oh my God! Well, it was oh. in the 
fucking it was in like Nebraska. <laughs> like I like I'm glad I was not there in a way because there's always the looming fear of being murdered. Yes, also that. Yes, Whatever, also th- come to Kansas with me. I'll show you around. It'll be fine. I would go to DJ in Kansas and then be very far. I mean, like the Kansas the just got their own season of Queer Eye, right? So I guess it's Kansas is entirely fixed. Yeah, Kansas is entirely fixed because oh. yeah, we're Queer Eye was there. So JVM was there. Yeah, we solved so everything. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Kansas is clear for, for everyone now. Well, all you need oh. is some moisturizer <laughs> and something and something kind of. And a rotisserie chicken. But <laughs> You can do it. And so what of your <laughs> of all of the the new wrestling things that you have learned, um especially like past stuff, are there any matches or any facts, any weird things that you've learned that really hooked into you? Honestly, my favorite thing to have learned about wrestling is going backstage at shows and realizing how supportive all the wrestlers are of each oh other. Oh my god, yeah, actually. They're all friendly friends and they all maybe well the queer wrestlers especially make tons of sex jokes, but also I think <laughs> the straight ones do too. I think that's just everybody. Um but the wrestlers are just like really comfortable with each other and really supportive of each other because they all have to like take care of each other's uh, sanity and well-being uh, because in the ring they could all die. So there's a lot of like trust and closeness and it's actually really sweet coming from the drag community where we all want to like carry razor blades in our wigs and kill each other. I don't, but like that's the impression that I get. I, uh, I can teach though. you how to put a razor blade in your wig if you ever need to. Uh, What's the oh, secret? Oh, cool. Off air. for me to hurt myself. That's the secret? <laughs> off oh, air. This whole time. I will teach you guys. Off air. <laughs> Lindsay, they just popped for friendship. I, would, I, I mean, it's all we've ever asked for. That's, yeah, no, that's most of our show is just like, we Ours just want to hang out yeah. with our friends. If we're not like, talking nice about time. tapping titles, we're talking about friendship. Yeah, we're either talking about tapping titles or friendship. Uh, that's kind of our thing. Friendship. I have to say one of the things that I was really surprised to learn about is because like, you know, like we said, the show blew up really unexpectedly. And mm. part of what was surprising was how much wrestling fans really were just accepting it was not a question it was like the amount of abuse we face is negligible like i sort of expected it to just be like you know everyone to just immediately be like fuck these people like who like why would we care what they have to say but the way that wrestling has really embraced us and also like more recently queer people in general Mm -hmm. is really heartening like it's like the wrestling community and i hate calling it that because it's so corny but like is just (laughs) way more accepting than i ever would have imagined yeah I find it so fascinating because you think about wrestling in general and we're already, wrestling fans are a marginalized community already. You know, like you're already pushed out on the outskirts to an extent. In in pop culture. Yeah, Yeah. in pop culture. That's what I mean. I don't mean as in who they humanly are. but No, no. I mean, it's a huge spectrum. Sure. As an interest. And you think about like the... Huge three things that were huge when we were kids, and I think were important to me and Danielle for sure. Like comic books, video games, wrestling. Video games and comic books are super acceptable now. Yeah, they ascended. It was really weird. Yeah, and everyone thinks they're awesome, and the wrestling fans are still at the back going, "Like, no, I'll lie about it on Monday when I come to work, and you ask me what I did." I'm like, I definitely didn't spend five hours watching Extreme Rules. Right. So (laughs) this is what I don't understand: is when wrestling fans aren't welcoming of other subcultures and other marginalized Mm -hmm. groups because, like. You know, it's like maybe if we all come together and I think I see that happening with you guys and it's amazing because like you say, you expect so much abuse, which sucks. Yeah. But the fact that you haven't had it and it's been, again, friendship. Yes. Glorious. (laughs) It's it's also like 
Oh God, I just forgot what I was gonna say. I I, I do it all the time. God talk through it. it. Talk through it. Just keep talking. Um, It'll Erica, come to you. Say something you very nonsensical. You want me to go? Yeah, you go. <laughs> nonsensical. Dang it. I think for me, like it's you know when I stepped on the stage to do drag for the first time, I had taken a lot of time off from like theater and art and stuff like that, and I stepped on the stage and I found something I really loved. And when I started doing this wrestling show. And the success of it and the welcome by the wrestling community, it's really given me the confidence again to go even further and, and realize these dreams that I had that I thought were like shoved in the back of the closet were actually legit. And This is where the crying is going you to know, happen. I'm actually <laughs> talking to somebody in the last couple of weeks about starting to make music and I'm getting back into acting and that sort of thing. So like it's just open up, uh, you know, this whole confidence level that's uh, new. Sorry, I'm making a face, and so everyone's pointing at me now. <clears throat> because the same thing happened with me, where I was kind of getting down, doing stand-up comedy, being in L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. is really hard. I had just been through like a really tough accident. Getting to do this show, where specifically Jesse was like, I'm doing a wrestling show. Who do you know that's a, a person who loves wrestling, uh, especially a woman of color? And then the internet was like, Danielle, have Danielle do it. And then so this opened up so many gateways for me, mm-hmm. where it's like, now I can do things. Like, I'm going to go talk to the Muppet Babies people later Right, today. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I get to do like San Diego Comic Con and get like paid for it. Um, I can, this is gonna be a cry cast. It's fine, you guys. We're all gonna <laughs> yeah. get through this together. I remember. I remember the thing I wanted to say, which yeah, is also did. that um, Ariel hinted at it before. Drag is mean. People in nightlife are mean. They're not very welcoming. They're very snobby. It's really competitive. Wrestling is not like that. I mean, there's of course snobbery, but it's nothing compared to the drag world it's like the best way to kind of see the differences is like you look on like the the wrestling reddit and like it's snobby and mean but like people are actually having discussions yeah but if you go onto the drag race reddit it is vicious and evil <laughs> like they're so mean and that's just the fans like drag queens are not nice to each other so like it was the culture of it was really shocking Are there any other kind of like more positive correlations between drag and the wrestling communities that y'all could think of? Ariel? I think in general, wrestling and drag have an almost total overlap. When we first started, I would just say that uh, male wrestlers were just straight dude drag queens. Like they're just doing boy drag. And I, I think that all wrestling is just drag with some, uh, some punches but it's all the same. Yeah. yeah, totally. What do you think, Berga? I don't know. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite crying. Daniel, I, Dan, Daniel guaranteed if we were in studio together, we'd Shoot, just be holding yeah. each other right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just rocking back and forth. Yeah. Like, somebody else <laughs> take the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. I'd just we're be taking someone's now. phone and looking at pictures of kittens. I don't know. <laughs> you, you do you. Show me a kitten. Yeah, I mean, basically all they said. Uh, I tried really hard to fit in for a long time in the drag world, especially in Brooklyn, and I got shat on a lot and uh, made to feel like shit and uh, still carry a lot of that trauma with me. I know. <laughs> Ariel's, like, wide-eyed. I do, though, because, you know, I, go, I, I went in. I came to New York. I moved to New York about seven years ago and came into this queer community and didn't really wasn't really part of a queer community and thought it was going to be all rainbows and sunshine and kittens, but it's really not. It's like bad 
As far as the art forms are concerned, like the communities are really different, but the 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 structuring of wrestling versus drag, it's it's the exact like you know everyone always talks like the the kind of stock question we always get is what's the similarities between drag and wrestling, and it's like it's not similar, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. like it's not they're not it's not an overlap. It is literally the same art form. Season 11 finale, where they were cutting promos on each other. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like, wow, it's this is just wrestling yeah. now. It's just wrestling. Yeah, like telling a story with your body, a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Creating a character, a visually mm-hmm. appealing character that has special, a set for special skills. But, but also, yeah. like, the artifice of it, of, like, you go to a wrestling match, and it's not a real fight, and everyone knows that. You go to mm-hmm. a drag show, it's not a real person, it's not a real woman singing. Like, it is a mm-hmm. person pretending to be a woman, like, or man, or whatever. But, right. you know, you got the idea. But, like, even, like, the the way that, like, Drag Race, like, we're joking about it, but it's increasingly becoming this, like, completely staged, completely, pro like, produced, completely, mm-hmm. like... It's oh, yeah, like completely, all, all reality TV is, yeah. like, like really at reality in quotes. Right, exactly. It's all booked it, like a wrestling yeah. match. So it's like, you know, I, it's it's funny to me to watch gay people sort of wrapping their head around that where they're like, well, I know it's all fake, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And I'm like, oh, and you made fun of wrestling for this long? Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> thank you. Um, So, like, a weird correlation with that. Mm-hmm. So there is, and I'm going to recommend it to everyone, and it sounds like the dumbest thing in the world. There is, at Universal, a water world... I, Lindsay's heard this. It's Danielle's favorite story <laughs> to tell. My favorite the whole world. world. And it's about the water world right at Universal Studios. So it's it's a stunt show. First of all, Lindsay Kel. <laughs> it's my favorite story. I'm just going to pop out. <laughs> so my, my mom was in town with like my sisters and my niece. And we went to Universal and we went to watch this water world stage show. And it's people. And no one remembers water world because it's water world. Yes, whatever. they do. that icky freak and so they're doing all of these great stunts and my mom is like losing her fucking mind she has lost it she's going crazy she's clapping and she's like oh he about to get beat up like my mom is losing her shit and at one point I turn to her and I'm like you know how you're watching this and you're watching like the fire and these people fall like stories high and land in this water and you know they're okay and you know it's staged but you're still really engaged and she was like yeah baby this is amazing I was like this is wrestling right this was the thing that you used to make fun of me for when I was in high school and she's like well it's fine now baby you get paid to talk about it <laughs> That's the right answer, though. That is the right answer. It pays your bills. Now I it's mean... fine. <laughs> everything is fine once it pays my bills. We're going to take a quick break. If you've got any thoughts on everything we've discussed with the Nobody so far, let us know about them at facebook.com slash groups slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back with more wrestling happenings up next on Tights and Fights. And maybe me and Lady Barricade will stop crying. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org.
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelp and DJ Accident Report and Lady Berica Andrews and Ariel Italic. Holy fuck, you guys yeah. nailed it. We got it. <laughs> so I know my name. Nobody. <laughs> you would be surprised. You would not believe how often that is the most difficult part of this whole procedure. I <laughs> actually, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You... Look, wrestlers have brain damage. It's my new <laughs> thing that I'm just bringing up all the time because Heart no one's safe. talking about it. Heart safe. Yeah, they've all been hit in the head a whole Put it on a And they really can't remember things. Mm-hmm. That's why they all need some RVD, CBD. Yeah. That's what we've learned. Yeah. In this podcast, yeah, yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's time. Maybe I need some CBD. <laughs> <laughs> some both. Uh, that's why you have to move to California for all of that. I know. Sweet. I'll bring you back some. Oh. It's legal. I can oh. just say that. It's like not even illegal for me to be like, I yes, will bring please. back weed. I will. I'll Venmo you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are great shops. They all look like I like Apple stores. It's yeah, it's really weird. weird. There's a so check in and everything. Yeah, it's so weird. They all have like the cards on their the the card processing machines on their hips. All right, so enough about California and our maybe, maybe not shittiness. So tell us about the wrestling that you've enjoyed this year, whether that's been matches, shows, performers, whatever. Uh, DJ Accident Report, we'll start with you. Sure. So obviously seeing Sunny in AEW is like the most moving thing in the world. Um, mm. I could talk about AEW all day, but I think the thing that really moved me more than anything and caught my eye and what I'll be following from now on is Rise after their June show. Mm. Rise is uh, Chicago-based. It was a women's federation, but now they're just opening it up to be like women and queer people and gender, non-binary people. And it's just going to be... It's just basically they're saying we're just going to book anyone who like has trouble getting booked anywhere else. And the shows are incredible. Their June show had Cassandra versus Mercedes Martinez. It had... Mercedes Martinez is my wife. Continue. She's amazing. <laughs> who... Also, Hot. I didn't even know she's gay. She's married to a woman. I had no idea. It's just that I, I did because she's got big Look daddy at her. energy. She does. Yeah, I mean, I knew it in my energy. soul. <laughs> oh, can you imagine an Effie versus her match? Oh. Big daddy energy? Yeah. Fucking put it. Effie would just yeah. be a puddle on the ground. <laughs> Book it. When she Book does that it. thing, when her music comes out and she like puts her arms out and oh. then I explode through <laughs> my vagina, it's fine. That's yeah. the worst way to explode. <laughs> or the best. <laughs> I've always thought I might be I'm a lesbian. <laughs> what, what'd you say? Lindsay's English. I'm a lesbian. Danielle's pussy exploded. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Tights and Fights. Right. We got it. I'm telling you, once we once we do tap and titles. Yeah, we've got uh, the full tap and titles. Sorry, that's a weird inside joke. So tap and titles oh, is. Oh, I know. I figured oh. it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe explain to them. So the idea would be that one day me and Lindsay will go off and do our own podcast that is just about wrestlers fucking. And tapping titles would comes from the idea that if both of them have a title, they definitely wear it in bed and tap it makes the it titles. Mm. you know oh, yeah. tapping the titles yeah. yes. tapping titles all right Barrick is gonna use that forever from now on. <laughs> I think she's gonna be like I was tapping titles yeah you wanna tap titles wanna I tap think it's I think titles. it's just good. it's a good use yeah. can you turn your title around let's tap <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice thing. It's a belt. You can Ooh. wear it in so many different ways. That's is the so nice is the Tap and Titles podcast like like gossip about who's fucking or just fantasies? I like to think it's both. I yeah. think it can be entirely <laughs> speculative, and then when we can back it up, we will. Okay, but not with like you know video or photographic evidence. Sure, but that's with not our hearsay. business. Yeah, no, wild that's not hearsay our business. And, <laughs> and gossip. But we're gonna talk about everything else that ain't our business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we will be the Wendy Williams. Cool. I have gossip. I'm really good at getting gossip out of people. Uh, Page have, six of wrestling. Well, <laughs> 
So back to back to the actual pot. This is why Julian doesn't let me host, and Hal usually does this. But Hal was out today. Hal's not on tapping titles. Oh, okay, got it. Hal is no, no, no. Hal, Hal is definitely not. He would spend too much time talking about Philadelphia. Um, so, <laughs> Lady Berica, um, I would love to hear from you about what wrestling you've enjoyed, what matches, performers, shows. I mean, all that rise stuff, seeing Cassandro and Mercedes, go, and like just that moment where they're uh, they've been down to help Cassandro because we weren't sure if he was like actually like down and out at that moment, and that was really nice to watch. I mean, oh, I saw my first death match with uh, Casanova, Valentine, and Effie on the rooftop at a bar in Bushwick. That was fun. What did you um, think of a death match? Because I have I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I was way into it. The crowd was like. I was back at a concert in high school or in my early 20s and just moving with the crowd and like you had to keep up or else you get bloody or, you know, like, <laughs> and at the beginning, Effie was like, I need you to hand me a cigarette. So I lit a cigarette at the beginning of the match and by the end of the match, it was almost out and I was like, Effie, I have your cigarette. And then finally called out my name and I was like, yes, I got to be part of the match. <laughs> Because I'm a smoker. That's so great. <laughs> Real cigarettes. Oh, I'm infinitely jealous. Ariel, what about you? So we've been watching a lot of the G1, and I'm trying to yes. build an appreciation for NJ. I feel so. Here's the deal: like if the WWE is like Andrew Lloyd Webber musical theater, NJPW is like opera. So I'm trying to build a cultural appreciation for this higher art form, even though I'm too dumb to fully get it. But I'm really like. <laughs> I'm striving to be in that upper echelon where I appreciate good wrestling. I like it. I like that analogy. It's like, That's a yeah, it's like analogy. opera or Shakespeare. You have to let it just wash over you. And it's yeah. longer. And you start to follow it. <laughs> it's and just it goes longer. on forever. Yeah. So fucking long. I look, I love, I love New Japan, but my dudes, I don't have eight hours. I don't yeah. have it for you. Yeah. I do. Take it. <laughs> take my hours. Take my life. Take my blood. Take Danielle anything. Danielle and I will be at Universal Studios crying over Waterworld. You guys have fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm just trying to work out what the Raw slash Cats crossover episode is going to be like when oh that movie God. comes out. I cannot. Because there's some natural promotion, man. See, this is yeah. the reason why I'm happy I get to talk about movies for my day job because I am obsessed with cats. Those cats have titties, you guys. The cats have tits. Yeah. yeah. I think but they don't great. have cat noses. <laughs> it bothers me. It bothers me. All that CGI, not one cat knows the whole motherfucker. Ariel's shaking all over right now. <laughs> I'm oh. furious it exists and that I've thought about it literally at all. I'm furious. I hated the musical. I was in second row. One of my friends texted me was like, hey, do you want to get really stoned and see cats when it comes out? And I was like, yes. I how do I say no? Yeah, I, I yeah. wanted to pretend like it just did not exist. No, I'm going to see it first day. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I don't think I will you. because the crowds will be. <laughs> I've already told Jeff that I've pre-booked tickets for Christmas Day. Oh my! God. I'm like, I booked three screenings Christmas Day. That's our whole Christmas. Let's let's do this. We're gonna do. We're gonna digress a little bit into cats talk. Um, Lady <laughs> Berica, Ariel, are y'all ready for cats? Yes. I'm prepared, but I will be furious the entire time. Look, I hated the musical. I got it's free tickets to be in the second row, and I got to be on the stage during intermission. Hated it. Had to like sit there and find things I liked about it, because my friend gave me this $170 ticket. I was like, gotta like this in some way, but I didn't. <laughs> I hated it. And I saw that preview, and I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. This is it. Wait, so you... I'm stunned at the idea that that preview made the musical Love it. better for you. Yep. 
Not even fans of the musical. All want of this. it. Oh All God, Erica, this is a deep dive into your psyche that I am not comfortable with. Are you sure? Oh, get ready. Oh, <laughs> psych- and we. My got psyche the is. First. My psyche is. Are we just gaping. gonna do like a nobody's watching cats instead? <laughs> just like a yeah, we actually probably should. We probably Please. should. Oh God. Danielle, Lindsay, come to New York. We're going to do this. Don't test me. Gonna... I have got so many frequent flyer miles. <laughs> Lindsay will come to New York literally I'm be like, tomorrow. Just a knock on the door. And okay. That, and that, right. that will be how you do it. There we go. Me. We've booked you. <laughs> We're, we, when is it coming out? It's the end of the year. Christmas right? Day. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Christmas. Cats. So Cats. see you on New Year's. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal that we have to go to like an Alamo draft house or someplace that serves us alcohol. Yeah. I at the yes. very least need to kill it again. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm going to save some edibles from this trip for that. <laughs> this is why y'all got to move here oh, because our Lindsay AMCs can bring all them. have booze. All right, back to oh. wrestling, I guess, because great. Julian's yes, making I guess space. back to wrestling. So, WWE, we're all, well, I don't want to say we're all because that's not fair, but WWE, things have felt a little pessimistic about the way they're going. Variety had that huge article where basically, which they never cover wrestling and they were I basically know, that like, was exciting. Yeah, except it was to be like, Vince, this is your fault, fucking fix it. Yeah, even the trade magazine's a bitching you out now, Vince. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> well, you got their attention, I guess. Um, have y'all been pessimistic about the certain, about the uh, the current state of WWE as a lot of the internet has been now? Or are you guys kind of doing okay with it. I mean, I'm optimistic, but I mean, really, Vince is just going to have to die yeah. before yeah. anything really changes. Yeah. Like, honestly. It's not the first bye. time that's been said on this podcast, don't uh, worry. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> this is a safe space. Uh, Arrow got in, <laughs> this is a safe space. Arrow got in big trouble for saying, making some joke about Vince dying once. No, I got in trouble for making a joke about that child dying. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> Nicholas, um, I think it was. Nicholas, yeah. Oh, you mean no, former was... tag team champion, yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I made a couple jokes name, about people. his... Yeah, you know, I just talked about Nicholas dying, which uh, a commenter on our YouTube page... That was the first YouTube hate we really ever got. It was, weirdly, it was <laughs> not true. about homophobia. It was that I joked about child, child death. death. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, like kind of fair, I guess. My favorite YouTube hate mail was uh, just... Uh, a line of uh, middle finger emojis. <laughs> it's kind of a it was compliment. pretty good. Yeah, I loved it. I guess in terms of WWE, I the Saudi Arabia stuff was sort of like the last Whoa. straw mm-hmm. of like this is irredeemable. Like I'm sure there's wonderful people in trying to be subversive in that company, but like. <sighs> so I, you know, the creative direction is almost like an afterthought of like. <laughs> You know, this is trash. This is a bad company. They're bad people. Like, yeah, no, like when um when Linda was named the small business czar or whatever, right. that was when I stopped getting the the WWE network, and we've mm-hmm. been focusing more and more. Luckily, because there was a time when a lot of our fans were were like watching more WWE, and so we were covering it, and we were just getting to a point where it's like every week I'm talking shit about this thing that I love and I want to be positive. Um, and luckily, a lot of our fans have also started, and AEW's kind of really helped. Right. Too, I've started like branching out, and so that's been really great. Mm. I think the more we talk about other things that are happening, the fans are going to see that there are other things happening, and I think that's important to do, even if our counts aren't you know the highest. They're like they were making their like Disney animated classics, and now they're just releasing the CGI re renderings of their old material. All of their matches just feel like things we've already watched, but worse, and so it's nice to be able to branch out to new promotions and for me to realize that I actually am a wrestling fan. I'm just not a WWE fan because I was worried for a while that I was just uh, done. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said something similar a couple of weeks ago. I, I had the similar realization. And I'm like, wait, maybe it's not that I just have started not enjoying wrestling. I'm just not enjoying this wrestling. Right. And maybe that's okay. It's not you. It's, it's just them. other things. Yeah, it's not in this one very specific instance, Carrie fucking Bradshaw. <laughs> it is them. It is not me. Uh, and now I can just watch G1 and everything will be fine. Yes. It came at the right time. It was a good time for us to take a break as, yeah. as a relationship because I was able to rebound with the G1 pretty yes. hard. Yeah. It's sort of like remembering, too, though, that like writing off wrestling because WWE is bad would be like writing off music because American Idol is bad. Like it's like right. the most corporate, yeah. stupid version of this art form like it's the most sanitary it's the most uninteresting it's the most bland like mm-hmm. but like you can't get rid of the whole art form just because that one yeah. company is garbage yeah. just hit little, don't let's allow it to be so dominant right Are all i can think that? about is katie perry now <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair to anyone that's not fair to anybody <laughs> So y'all have watched AEW. Um, Lady Berica, Ariel, what are your thoughts so far on it? Uh, It's been super refreshing. It's just exciting to see new things happening. They came out the gate real strong. Uh, We've seen a lot of really interesting matches. It feels like when I first started watching WWE, because I'm just getting familiar with new characters. I'm just getting to see this stuff for the first time. It's really fresh. I guess... Like with anything, my concern is like, now that they're doing well, how do they keep it up? But I have faith, which is something that I didn't have with WWE. So I'm like, I'm optimistic. Uh, They're introducing me to some new and old favorites and archetypes that I didn't know were archetypes. I guess I kind of have to keep reminding myself that like, this is new. It could still fail. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um not to project too many kind of weird liberal fantasies onto it. Yeah. Because it's still a mega corporation. Like Tony yep. Khan's dad is still no- mm-hmm. donating to Trump. Like, and mm-hmm. like, there's such a tendency, especially nowadays, to like be like WWE, Republican, like AEW, Democrat, like, and just like make it more simplistic than that. But I am excited. I can't say I'm not excited. I love what they're doing and I love all the people in it and I love the matches but like i just don't want to turn it into this fantasy that like mm-hmm. it just isn't in reality yeah. yeah and then they're doing really good and they've had a, like a huge push and they've talked about how you know they want to get the best wrestler for and this is one of my favorite things because it's always well it's the best person for the job and the best person for the job and for them to come out and literally say it's the best person for the job that doesn't always mean that that person's going to look like what you think they're going to look like it yep. could be whoever and that's how they approach it which is how everyone should be approaching everything but Whatever, I have my movie thing to talk about those things with. Um, (laughs) It was refreshing to hear an actual entity say, like, hey, when we say merit first, that means we have to be looking at everybody to make sure that they are the best person. Because there was that time where it would be like, if you were lucky, there'd be one black dude in every territory. And Mm -hmm. he would be the (laughs) black dude in a territory. Right. And so then for them to say, yeah, no, we're, we're having everyone shine and everyone who's doing things. And... Having Sonny come out with the cheerlead, like the cheerleading squad, and yeah. do something—that's kind of like that's that's not a not big deal. And they yeah. loved it, and no yeah. one bat like no one yeah. resisted, no one turned on him. Everyone was just like, "Okay, this is the babyface in this match. Yeah. I'm going to cheer for the babyface." Yeah, and the fact that it was like so obviously, well, the company like, like we're we are showing you we are behind him because right. we are having him with our cheerleaders. We are showing like, hey. 
this is an important right. this is something important because for some people they need to have their things co-signed by other right. people to know that it's okay to like it. Yeah. 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 It's also like Cody talked about this and I think like AOC even like retweeted retweeted it she where did. where he was saying like to me I can't do like it, the I the thing I've learned from Brandy was like it can't just be one. Like it can't just be one queer person. It can't be one black person. It, yeah. it has to be. You. It, it can't be a token. Like you have to make it part of the whole show. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. good. That's he good. talked about being colorblind, right? That was his thing. That yeah. he's like, I told Brandy I don't see color, and she's like, then you don't get it. Right. Uh, which is, I think, is such an important learning for this company. So we're gonna go ahead and take another break. I will say one thing. I've said I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but it is always funny to me that Cody now looks exactly like a skinny version of his dad. Oh. And remember when his dad was hanging out with the black lady Sapphire? Okay, if you've got any thoughts about our chat with... <laughs> nope, that's not... You didn't change that, Julian. If you've got any thoughts about our chat with the nobodies, let us know all about it at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights. Too late. I'm already doing it. Um, and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. I've already passed it. Stop typing. Um, <laughs> the no. trauma of the internet. The trauma of the live update. No, no he's just typing in nonsense. Um on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back with some things from wrestling that you should know up next on Tights and Fights. If you cut any of this, I will murder you. (laughs) Hi, it's me, Paula Poundstone. And it's me, Adam Felber. We have a podcast called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast where we bring on experts to teach us stuff we need to know. And by the way, the guy who came to tell us what to do when you encounter a bear never showed up. Anyway, it's fun. You are guaranteed laughs in every episode. You can't really guarantee laughs. What if somebody doesn't laugh? We'll get sued. Join us for our next episode where we have an expert in consumer law explain to us how to defend ourselves against one humorless litigious shut-in with enough time on their hands to sue us over our unfulfilled claim of guaranteed laughs in every episode here at MaximumFun.org. The Cat of the Week is Mabel from Green Bank, West Virginia. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. And... DJ Accident Report. And... Lady Barrick Andrews. And... Ariel Italic. Fucking nailing it. Yeah. All right, this week, we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the five count, and not just because I did that thing again where I picked (laughs) too many things I love. Alrighty, so Lindsay Kelk, what do you have for us today? It was so hard to choose. It's so hard to choose, but I'm going to, in the spirit of the fabulous conversation we've had, I am putting over uh, Pro Wrestling Eve signing a deal with Equity UK. Yes, yes. That was what I was going to put over, but I'm going to do something else now. Man, like it's just been so much joy. They, yeah, they're encouraging their performers to sign with Equity so they will be unionized and have benefits and be protected. Um, And this is groundbreaking. This is amazing and I am so proud of them and so pleased for them and so happy for anyone that goes to work there. Yeah and what's great about this deal is that not only are they encouraging them to if you work for them in a month even if it's once they Mm -hmm. will pay that month's union fees for you. Yeah and so if someone is a regular and works there every month they could get their whole year's worth of union fees paid by Eve. Oh my god. Yeah. That's great. It's a huge deal and they're very excited because they're like look if you get injured and you need time off like things will be taken care of 
for you. Yeah. Um, this is a really big step. And they get the equity card, which is like a SAG card, right. uh, which is huge. Ooh. You know, that's a massive deal. Yeah, you, that's great. I'm glad you put that over because I was going to. But now I will put over something else. I was going to put over the pregnant champ because, you know, I've, oh. had, I've not had good feelings about the cook-holding storyline in <laughs> Maria Canales, but I have, I feel really good about the pregnant champ. I'm I, following that whole thing through tweets. Like, I'm not watching the show. That's because... the best way. It should. That's honestly <laughs> yeah. the way that the 24-7 should be done. Yeah, yeah. A, a sprinkle yeah. of it on the show, but keep it mostly to social media yeah. because on social media, the wrestlers get to do it themselves, and they're better at it than yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. For me, I am going to put over at the G1. I feel bad because I, I know I'm putting over just like the boring, not boring. They're great. I'm putting over the white dudes. But in G1, there was that great Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay match. How oh. often in life are you ever going to put over something by Will Ospreay? I <laughs> literally like this never. Is exactly. This I haven't like watched ne- that one. Absolutely yet. fine. Um, it's, <laughs> as, it's as amazing as you think it is. Yeah. Um, it is, you know, his wrestling is in uh what is it inverse proportion to his tweets yes you know <laughs> every time he does just a garbage trash tweet he follows it up with some of the best yeah. wrestling you've ever seen in your life and what are you going to do so i'm going to go ahead and put that over dj accident report i will say his garbage tweets seem like they come from a place of stupidity and innocence as yes. opposed yeah. to malice and yeah. hate i think yes. it's just ignorance yeah. i think he's not a bright boy i think he's just you know brain damage yeah. um <laughs> We have free schooling. There's no ex- and free healthcare. There's right. no excuse for this, William. <laughs> Except brain damage. <laughs> the thing I want to put over. I'm so obsessed with this young kid, Devin Monroe, who was in the Rise show and then made a surprise appearance at the Twink Gauntlet. He's another. He gives Sunny Kiss <gasps> vibes. Gauntlet! He gives Sunny Kiss vibes. He's very femme. He's like twerking and twirling and like I just am obsessed I think he's so incredible and I think everyone should be keeping their eyes out for him and booking him on things because with the same thing it shouldn't just be one femme gay black Mm -hmm. man it should be have a bunch we need more yeah the fact that we could name like the one is fucking terrible yeah so there's another one we need more people for next year's twink gauntlet yeah so like come on come on people yeah not just jobbers for the next year's twink gauntlet (laughs) I want fucking wrestlers no more jobbers I want it to be the new royal rumble yeah (laughs) so come on I'll shave my body to be in the twink gauntlet (laughs) I can't picture that slippery it's pretty gross it's pretty gross (laughs) Lady Berica what would you like to put over I'll put over Journey Pro Casey. This is a Kansas City-based promotion. It's brand new, It's but they're bringing people like Shotzi Blackheart into the Kansas City area. Mostly women, mostly femme, mostly queer, and they're produced by um, really cool people. There's just stuff popping up there in the Midwest. That's really cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Get it, Midwest. Ariel? So uh, I'm going to put over something that everyone else already knows about but it was fun for me I just unfollowed Will Ospreay on all social media because I can't take him calling himself sex pig anymore like he literally numbers it like sex pig one sex pig two sex pig three and I'm like no thank you unfollow but I just on Twitter finally followed RJ City who is um, oh yes. yeah it took you a long time on that best long time. tweeter of all time He's so funny here's the thing uh, Twitter does that thing where they will put something on your feed that you don't follow. So I uh-huh. technically thought that I was following him because gotcha. I see his tweets so much. Um, but I followed him and I just spent like half an hour going back and reading his so tweets. So funny. It's never not good. So, um, so good. I love his love of old Hollywood starlets. He's always just <laughs> yeah. name dropping old Hollywood starlets. girls. 
Yeah, yeah. him has such a crush on RJ. Him and Stoke for me are Stokely. Uh, they are like two of the best people on social media. Okay, right now. I have to follow Stokely. Yeah, you have to. No, Stoke, okay. and he does like little videos and stuff. He has this whole right saga right. about a missing um, portable CD player, and he'll get <laughs> other people in the performance center to do stuff with him. It's amazing. He's really he's like Becky Lynch savvy. Totally worth it. And so. As sad as this makes me, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were DJ Accident Report, Lady Berica, Ariel Italic, Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Nobodies, I cannot be. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We did it. Finally. I'm so fucking happy you guys are here. Is there anything else you want to plug for our listeners? Or Um, yeah, we have the Mix Nobody pageant coming up starting next week. Yeah, the Mixed Nobody pageant is our yearly drag slash burlesque slash uncategorizable performance art competition. It is gender inclusive, open to all levels. It is uh, the most amazing showcase of weirdo shock art you've ever seen in your life. It's going to be at Brooklyn Bazaar every Thursday starting on August 8th, running till August 29th with the grand finale on September 12th. Wow, I just got that all out. That was very sponsored, but wait, sponsored by Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab. Yes, yes, yes. That is wonderful. Thank you all so much. Uh, Lindsay Kelp, tell us about books. I, I, I write books. That's oh, <laughs> my God. I write books. I write books. I write They're books. funny. Please buy them. I love, I I love eating food and living in a house. The entire, and when you buy them, I can do those things. The entire I Heart series is available. You can buy all of them. Um, the, the series has concluded with I Heart Hawaii. You yes. can find that. Also, There are Lindsay's- cats in it, but not the musical. Oh. Actual cats. Oh, Actual okay. cats are in this. And also Lindsay's children book, Cinders and Sparks. Is, when is that in the U.S.? It's out in the U.K. I don't have the U.S. date yet. But, so you know, the internet people. That's what that's for. Go look it up. Go <laughs> pre-order it. I, you need a manager. I uh, just, I'm so lazy, and this is why I will never amount to anything. My mother was correct. <laughs> um, and for me, keep watching those honest trailers, because uh, that is how I get paid. And uh, our newest honest trailer for Alita Battle Angel is out. Oh. Um, I'm sure that the internet is yelling at us over our honest trailer commentaries. I meant to watch that. That movie? Yeah. Wait, aren't you nominated for an Emmy or we, something? Yes, yeah, Honest Trailers what? did get nominated for an Emmy. Emmy nominated Honest Trailers. We did. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a producer, so I'm not listed on there. But yes, we did get nominated for an Emmy. We will proudly lose to Gay of Thrones. Um, as, long as, <laughs> as long as it's not carpool karaoke, we're oh, happy. Oh, God. No. JVN has yeah. enough already. He has enough <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> Too no. many Emmys. Give it, you know, give, it's, it's his Give last it year. He's going to get that last year Emmy. That's, That's fine. True. It is the final season. It's the final season. So it's like give, him, Alfie uh, Allen, and like, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Our producer is old nerdy bastard. You didn't capitalize the, it almost looked like oi nerdy bastard. <laughs> Our producer is old nerdy, old nerdy bastard. Oi nerdy bastard. <laughs> it does, it looks like oi. Oi, it just sounds like an outtake from Oliver now. <laughs> oi, you nerdy bastard. That's not right. That's not right. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that as well. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. If you love the show, please remember to hit us with them five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all of your friends. Thank you so much to all of the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And we will be back next week with more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. 
the face I was making was because of cats, not because I'm not talking about wrestling. I was like, why should you? I was like, oh, I should get back to wrestling. Okay, well, we will have cats talk. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.